bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. Follow us on Twitter at iGuestInfo. Send us your questions and we'll try to answer. Now enjoy the show. Well, today is a huge day for me because I have been following the making of this documentary film for the past two years. And now it has exploded onto the scene and everybody's talking about it. But mark my words, I was there at the beginning and this thing is fantastic. You're going to continue to hear about it. It's going to Sundance and and beyond, really. And the movie's called Psalm the Film. And I have the director, producer, writer, Jason Wise with us today. And we're going to expose you to this fantastic film. It's going to be available on iTunes on June 21st. You have to see it. You have to download it. You have to get your friends to it. It is it is by far one of the best documentary films I've ever seen, and it's riveting. It's well-made. They did it on a shoestring budget. It does not appear like that at all. This looks like a big budget film. So thank you, Jason, for coming on, and I can't wait to talk about it. It's an honor. I should have you on public relations for this film. <laughs> well, when I believe in something, I really believe in it, and you hit it out of the park with this one. Can Can you just kind of tell everyone how you got started in in this direction, doing this topic on 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 wine? Sure. I mean, I can start with telling you I got started with this film the way anybody should start a film by drinking. Um, <laughs> I I basically basically with this movie, I was you know this is my first film. I've never, I'd never made a feature film prior to this, and uh, I was trying to make a different movie. Uh, it had to do with uh, war and the Champagne region, World War One. And so, a friend of mine, while I was bartending after film school, was a uh, server at a restaurant nearby, and he told me about this thing he's going to try to start going through. And this is probably five, six years ago, and that's the quartermaster sommelier. And so we started working his way up to the very lower levels, and there's four levels, and my film obviously covers the top level, the master sound exam. And so he basically said, you should see how we practice. And so I uh, followed him over to a tasting and watched it, and I just, uh, you know, I can't say this enough times. I mean, I just couldn't believe no one had made a movie about this. And But, you know, that is the cool thing. The really cool thing is is that he was happened to be studying with a bunch of guys who were just the most obsessed, passionate people I'd ever you know, been in a room with in my life. And so that's kind of how it got started. But it was very organic and kind of came together, you know, the way I think a documentary should. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's a fascinating subject because, for one thing, a, a lot of people are really into wine right now. But this takes that knowledge and that studying to a whole nother insane level. And I know that because I am in the Quartermaster Sommelier's four-step program. But about a year ago, I bowed out at step two because it's just so ridiculously hard. I mean, I mean, you could actually be a real music rock star easier than you could be a sommelier rock star. I mean, it is. Uh, I can't even tell people how difficult it is. I mean, it's. Yeah. There's only less than 200 of these people in the world, and only like five of them are even women. Well, no, I think it's. All right, so I think it's higher actually for females. I think. Something like 122 in the United States, and I think 18 to 20, I could be wrong, are females. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, for sure. You know, in fact, the lower levels, I think, are very, very high numbers of uh, women. So I would imagine that that, that rate is not going to hold for very long. It's going to even out. You know? Yeah, so, well, th- 
hopefully more women will get involved with it. But uh, but it's just very few people, even in general, are even even make it to that master sommelier um, level at all. But yeah, in in my class, it was probably fifty fifty. But um, you know, but but you know, you you start dropping out at the third level, and then of course the, the fourth level is is even more difficult. Now you're taking this to Sundance, right? No, you know, it's actually. Uh, we never actually even submitted Sundance, the festival. Um, it's it's actually going to the Sundance, some of the Sundance cinemas uh, in L.A. and also in uh, San Francisco at the Kabuki. So yeah, so basically it's it's pretty much done with its festival run. We just played in Seattle, and the Seattle International Film Festival. I think our last showing was God, I don't know, was that yesterday or the day before, and it was really incredible. I mean, just a response. That it's so humbling, you know, something around 425 people showed up for the last screening, and it was electric. So mm-hmm. it's, it's an incredible thing to get a response like this for such a small little film. Great. Well, well the court, well, the, the, the court of master smellies was it really wasn't on board in the beginning, but they sure have embraced it now. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, look, I, I, the thing with the court is they've got an organization that's very venerated, and I think. When a, when a guy with no money, who's never made a film, who's born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio, comes to you and says, I'd like to be the first one to tell your story, I think that apprehension is pretty founded. You know, I mean, I, 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 can't, I can't say anything, but I, I totally understand the position that they kind of all were in. And so, I, but also, you know, what made the story good and worth it is that I worked hard to convince them that I believed in what they were doing and, and that I was going to tell an honest story, at least that. So... And, yeah. and 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 you did as as someone who's who's been in those rooms, it's exactly like that. It is. It, in fact, I started getting anxiety just watching the movie again because it brought me back to my blind tastings again, and second guessing yourself. And um, it, the 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 court has a saying that that you taste for purpose and not pleasure, and so you're tasting all the time, and so. It's it's not a pleasurable experience because you're you are you're trying to remember all of those um, signals and little uh, uh, things about the wine that you can try to remember and and group it then by by the year and the and the varietal and and, and where it came from and it, you know so there's a lot going on in your mind and you just 100% captured the intensity of that with with this film and and you just have to you know, take your hat off to the guys who, who make it and, and the people who are going through the program because it's, it, it is a difficult, it's got to be one of the difficult things in the world to do is, is, is pass level four. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I think, you know, I, the, the one thing the guys always said and all the masters did, you know, this isn't, it's not brain surgery. We're not saving people's lives. And so I think they're realistic that it's, that it's not of that kind of a level, you know, they're not Navy SEALs, but as far as the sheer difficulty of it, I would say, you know, it's, it's in line with anything I've personally ever experienced or been, been close to as far as the difficulty. And a lot of that has to do with the structure of the test, you know, the, the tasting portion, the service portion and the theory portion are all so wildly different from each other that whatever a weakness you, you happen to have, it's going to pull it out of you. You know, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to kind of find that. So it really is a structure that is, Unlike anything else that I've ever seen, and I, I agree, it is definitely, you know, certainly one of the hardest tests I have ever, ever even tried to imagine. 
Mm-hmm. And and that's why when people go out to restaurants, if you have a sommelier available at the restaurant you are at, really utilize them. They want to be utilized, and they can point you in the right direction. It's like I'm someone was saying in your film, you're, you're betting on that bottle of wine, and that sommelier helps you make a good bet because you don't know. You're spending $50, $100, $150, whatever on a bottle of wine. You want it to be a good bottle. We all want that. We all want it to be a, a, a good bottle, the best possible uh, deal we can get for our money on that wine. And that sommelier in that restaurant helps you make a better decision. And that's that's what they're there for and, and trained to do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, all the people, I think, sounds of a differing reputation across the U.S. You know, some people think they're a snooty bunch and some people think they're a very humble bunch and some people think they're just sort of glorified waiters and other people put them up on a pedestal. I have to say the people that I worked with in this film, guys and girls, were some of the more you know, definitely most passionate, but some of the more uh, humble people I've ever worked with, especially at the master level. I found people at lower levels having very strong opinions about wines they like and wines they want others to like. And I think at the master level, they go through this exam and they get out sort of past that and you realize, you know, the world is very different than what it was like while you were studying. It's a world where people, you know, you really do have to sort of serve the customer what they want. And your job is to have a catalog of all the wines that you could possibly know so that you can do that purpose. And, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty staggering, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And and I would say when you do find a sommelier, uh, you should absolutely tell them what you like. And sometimes their job is to help you find something very close or maybe even suggest something different. But these are people that uh, you should take the advice of. They know what they're doing generally. Absolutely, definitely, and and it's it's really hard because when I've had people describe wine to me, you know, I'll ask them, you know, what do you like, and they'll say, well, I like sweet wines, but but do they really mean sweet? See, there's so much interpretation that goes on when people just try to describe to you because they they describe in very broad terms. They want a good red wine. Well, that just leaves it open to thousands and thousands and thousands of wines. So it's it's really their job to really pin pin down what you think you want and what you can express to, into actual wine that you're going to enjoy in your glass. And th- and that's just as hard as the test half the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, the tasting. I mean, the tasting portion is the thing that made me realize visually and and, you know, using music and a few other things, I really had something in the film I could show people they had never really seen. You know, and the tasting portion is, oh, my Lord, that that is just something that is, I could talk to you for years about mm-hmm. my thoughts on how hard, how hard that is, but yet how necessary it is. It's really, it's just something, I mean, that's the thing that I just could not believe existed. You know, I never, I had no idea that this energy was even out there. Oh, absolutely. Well, they, they give you three reds and three whites, and that's pretty standard. And then you have to break those down um, in, in a blind tasting. And it's it's very hard. Now, now, they give you the tools to do that, but the thing is, and, and, and this was represented in the movie too, you start overthinking it, and then you start second-guessing yourself, and then you, it, you know, you have so much information that you can be dangerous because you you, you don't even know which way really to go because you you think you have it. Usually your 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 first guess is, is the right one, but then you overthink it and then you're way out in left field. And so it had a, it did a really good job of capturing all of that. And uh I, I just really encourage people just really it's such a fascinating thing to watch 
people try to break down and enjoy wine because we're all doing it, but when we're at our friend's house and we're having these these parties and we're having wine tastings, we're all doing it on a different level. They're just doing it on a more intense level, but it really does represent each one of us, but, you know, but, but, but at the level that we're at even socially or, or non-professionally when we're doing it with our friends and, and family. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's great. You know, that's a great thing to hear. I think, I don't think this film says people need to taste at this level by any stretch. I think really what it says is, you know, there's, you should pay a little more attention to what's in your glass, or at least, you know, my opinion is hopefully people walk out of this theater and go, man, I'd, I'd like to drink a glass of wine. As long as people are, are having a glass of wine, I think it's a good thing, and I, I think that's hopefully what the film's going to do is, you know, hopefully spread more word about wine. Well, well that's what, what, what I like about wine is wine is a very social thing. And so what makes it fun when you're with your friends and family or at wine tasting is that it makes you think about what's in your glass, and it makes you talk and express and, and, and come up with – I mean, a lot really goes into the winemaking process, and the people who make wine take it very seriously. And so when you can smell it and taste it and really get in depth and start thinking about it, that makes for a nice and fun social time with, with, with your friends as well. and so there's some tips that people can take away with them just for their own pleasurable experience by watching the movie, just seeing what, what these guys are going through as far as deducting um, different uh, characteristics that are in the wine. And, and, and people can use that, at, you know, in their everyday use as well. Yeah, oh, for sure, definitely, definitely. Well, I mean, you know, at the, at the core of this film, though, I think is hopefully a very uh, human drama and a good story, and I think – Kind of my goal was actually to start it, and you think you're watching a wine film, and to end it with you going, "Well, this was never about wine." You know, kind of one of those, kind of one of those things. And that's that's kind of the goal with the film. I keep getting asked, you know, who's your audience? And my my hope is that it's a mixture of people who casually drink wine mm-hmm. and people who just like good. Mo- I mean, you know, like movies, like good movies. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I think the story itself is strong enough that you really don't have to be in wine at all to to enjoy it. At least that's the hope. That's what we aim for. Oh, definitely, because you follow basically four guys and through their process. And, I mean, at the end, you are in that room with them. You want them to pass. You've been pulling for them. You, Your heart is just breaking because you don't know. And I won't give any of it away. Yeah. But, but the thing is, you're really pulling for these these guys. I mean, you feel like you've been in it with them, and then they go in to get their results, and you take us, you know, right in there with them. And um, and so, yes, that, that human drama, you, you do get caught up. Like in the beginning, you're just thinking about the wine and the process. And before you know it, you're, you're with Ian. And you're with all these guys. You know, you're you're with them. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, that's yeah, that's good to hear. I mean, that that was the goal for sure. So this took you three years in six countries all around the world, and you had hardly no budget. Right. That had to be a, a lot of pressure. Yeah, but you know, I mean, it's funny. I think the per- if you were to talk to me about this during the process. I would have been a ball of stress and had a very different answer. My answer now that we've finished is that, you know, all of the stuff like that is completely worth it in the end. Um, I don't think this film could have ever been what it is had I, you know, I would have still loved to have had some form of a budget for the making of it. But I don't think, you know, if we weren't sleeping on floors with the subjects and, you know, they were trying to pass this exam, I was trying to make my first film and we were all fighting our way through it. Everybody's sort of rooted for each other. And so I think 
to be in a position like that and to make a film as organic as this came together, I think you end up with a product that's that's different and it feels very alive and it feels very present. And, you know, I don't know that some of the easier things we could have had would have helped the story. So I don't know because we'll never know, but I think well, in the end a lot of this stuff was a good thing for the making of the film. You know, and, and, and you know, I, I look at this as I think if you get to make a film like this once in your life, where you put your ass on the line and you really, you know, you really try to do it and you have no backup plan and you're just going to make it and that's that, you're the luckiest person in the world. And that's how I feel that we finished this and now knowing that it has distribution and that people have a chance to see it, I mean, it's, it's humbling beyond belief. But so that's, that's, yeah, it was a hard film to make, no question, but it was also, it's already rewarding and the most people haven't even seen it. So, so are, are, are you keeping up? Are you keeping up with the four guys? <laughs> I uh, talk to at least three of the four of them, probably on the phone on a daily basis. So yeah, I would say yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and and how has your wine knowledge or your experience with wine grown since since before making this movie to where you're at now? Well, before making this movie, I was a bartender at a nicer restaurant, and I think like all people in that position, I thought I knew about wine. You know, I thought I had some inkling of a clue, and Although my knowledge and my appreciation of wine has gone, you know, exponentially up from that making it, I realize now I don't know a damn thing about wine. I mean, it's uh, – I am very rarely the first one to speak up about about wine or anything in a room because I realize, you know, this is just a never-ending world that keeps doubling knowledge on top of itself. And also there's just so much more to learn. For me, it's – I basically – I just – I now know that wine – doesn't necessarily have to be expensive at all to be fantastic. I mean, mm -hmm. that's the thing. That's the main takeaway that I got from this is that, you know, price and not to say that there aren't expensive bottles that are incredible, but price and quality are not a mutually exclusive thing. And, you know, and that's something I think before making this film, I, I, I probably believed. So, you mm -hmm. know, I would say that that's my, uh, that's my biggest takeaway. And then also some great varietals like, you know, wines from Southern Italy and, you know, I really knew nothing about Riesling uh, or Chablis or these or these varietals, you know, from France and Italy that are just stunning stuff in German wines. I knew nothing about German wines. And we filmed in Germany um, kind of on purpose on our end because I really didn't know anything about it. I just knew there's a lot of history there, and I knew I had had some German wines. But now I just can't believe how reasonably priced some of the greatest wines in the world are from these regions. So that's that's mm -hmm. what I took away from it. And you dedicated this film to David Garcia. Can you kind of give us wow. some background yeah, on that? Could I? Yeah, David Garcia was uh, – I went to Chapman University, which is in Southern California. And David Garcia is hands down the greatest professor I've ever had in my entire life. He was a, a film production teacher who swore like a sailor and uh, was a very hard man to get along with until you got along with him. And uh, – he got me the job bartending and pretty much set me up to uh, get him wine for, for you know, the, the, the bar was right across from the film school. And so I served him wine after class, you know, before, you know, when the day was over. And we would talk about movies for hours and hours and hours. And I'd go back to class and he'd yell at me for my bad movies. And uh, he changed me immeasurably and was the greatest driving force in me wanting to make perfect movies. And sadly, he passed away. I want to say about four years ago, and I had been telling him forever, I'm going to make a film, I'm going to make a film, I'm going to make a film, and he's like, you know, prove it, prove it, prove it. 
and now I have, and uh, he doesn't get to see it, so it's unfortunate. But that's why I dedicated it to him. He's just a, a, a wonderful man. Great guy. Let's, well, cheers to David Garcia. We raise a glass to David yeah. Garcia. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, because uh, I'm thrilled that, you know, he, he encouraged you and pushed you to make a film, and then you, you came up with this kind of film. I want to tell everyone that they can go to facebook.com slash SOM, S-O-M-M, doc, D-O-C, like documentary doc, film, and they can find out more information on wh- where you're going to be and what's going on with the film. And sure. then it's going to be released on iTunes for download on the 21st of June, Correct. Right. It's also going to be playing in in uh, select theaters in Seattle. Okay. So for your audience, and that's, that's up in tomorrow, Seattle. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or um, is that playing Seattle, now? Or, or no. It, well, it played it. It played at the Seattle International Film Festival. But the 21st, it will also be in theaters uh, in Seattle, L.A., San Francisco, New York City, Napa, and uh, and then it will be opening in in more markets after that. So it's nice. very, very exciting to have a documentary in theaters like that. So, yeah, please go to the theater and uh, tell your dogs and your friends and your cats and everybody. Absolutely. <laughs> we, you, this is one of those feel-good films that you want to get behind. People are always looking for something that's like, well, we would get behind it if, if we knew what it was. This is it. I'm telling you right now. Psalm the film. You're going to love it. Take your friends. It, it, it. It's a social film. Take your friends to it. Then go out and have wine afterwards and, and, and talk about what you learned in the movie and talk about the film and talk about the wine. It, it, it's just a, a very social, fun fun thing to do. It's uh, it, People are going to be hearing about this film. I mean, it's it's a big deal, especially in the wine community. It's a big deal. The buzz on this thing is just off the chart. And, Thank you. You know. I just like I said, I I totally expect it to get a nod for an Academy Award. So oh, jeez, oh man, that's a, it, that's it, a it, lofty it, expectation. It's that quality, but it's it, it's that quality of of film, and and there's no doubt. I just wish you nothing. I'm so glad that you came on because I'm just thrilled to talk to you, and I'm thrilled to get the the word out. And I, I talked to people. People were tweeting me and texting me yesterday, saying, "When does it come out? How do we get to see it?" I I think I missed it. I'm like, you haven't missed it. it you know, it's it, it's it's coming to Seattle. It's going to be on iTunes. There's all kinds of avenues that you can get to see this, and it's going to be in major distribution. And on the 21st, New York, Napa, San Francisco, L.A., Seattle, all all around the country. So, which is just right. fabulous for right. a documentary film. Yeah, and you know, the uh, believe it or not, the Canadian premiere of the film is in Vancouver, June 11th, at the Rio Theater. So, there's still tickets left for that if somebody wants to make the trek up to Vancouver. There's uh, you know, it's all sorts of stuff. The thing is luckily getting out pretty wide. Absolutely. So all all we have to do is just bring it to people's attention. SOM, the film, S-O-M-M, which stands for, what, what does SOM stand for? It's sort of the vernacular for sommelier. That's what they call each other. There you go. So SOM, the film, get out. We've told you about it. You'll be able to find it. It's going to be everywhere. Don't say I didn't tell you so. Thanks, Jason, for coming on. Uh, it's an honor to talk to you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. And uh, just best Best of luck. I don't think <laughs> you need you. it. I, I, I think I will, but thank you very much. Appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Anytime, anytime. Okay. All right, have a good day. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. So SOM the film, you're going to want to get out and see that. I'm going to give you the Facebook site one more time just so that you can find that information. You can go to facebook.com slash 
Film, S-O-M-M-D-O-C Film.com, and support this film. As you just heard, Jason's a fantastic guy. It's his first film. It's his first film. He hit it out of the park. It's absolutely fantastic. Make sure that, that you take your friends, your family, your significant other, have a glass of wine, and enjoy this film. You can hear this show in replay if you miss some of it on northwestprime.com, seattlewaveradio.net. You can always find this and other interviews that we're doing with people affecting the world in a good way, just like Jason Wise did with this film. And then we're going to play as we go out here. The Voodoos were on yesterday. The Voodoos, I, I want to tell you about them real quick one more time. They're from Cork, Ireland. A year ago, they were playing to tourists in Spain. And they got discovered big time. And they started opening for Snow Patrol. They went on, started their world tour yesterday with Queensryche. They played the MTV EMA Awards. These guys are, they have a big time manager. They are the next big thing out of Ireland. So I'm going to play the Voodoo's Nowhere to Run and thank again Jason Wise for coming on, the director, producer, and writer of Psalm, the film. Get out and see it. It's a fantastic, feel-good movie. You will love every minute of it. And this is a Voodoo's Nowhere to Run.
I've got nowhere to run. I've got nowhere. 